Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of a Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and acquire customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, you can download your social media roadmap to help you do just that. Now, I'm really excited today because I have a type a person that I've never had on my show before. Um, and he is none other than author, speaker, hypnotic success coach, Jason Lynette, who has hypnotized and helped more than 250,000 people. And he's going to share with us today how we can achieve peak performance state of mind to accelerate business growth. So let's set sail. Welcome aboard, Jason. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on. This is so cool. I've never had anyone on here that has to do with dip- hypnosis. And I mean, we've all heard about hypnosis. You have to quit smoking and lose weight and remove limiting beliefs. But we don't really think about it in regards to, you know, helping our business growth. Why do you think that is? Well, I'd share it's where to look at a different category. Of course, many people are aware that hypnosis can be used for any sort of mental game. So looking at yeah. the professional athlete. So it's not necessarily having to be that out of the problem into the solution way of thinking. Like here's the person who's stuck in that smoking habit. Mm-hmm. And then they would come and travel to me to work with me one-to-one to resolve that. As opposed to in business, let's put it into a golf metaphor. At here's the moment, and this is coming from someone who is really bad at golf. When mm-hmm. we play putt-putt with our kids, I'm the one asking if we could stop playing for score. <laughs> so here's that experience where the, the golfer, the ball goes in the water or the sand or wherever the bad places are in a game of golf. And unfortunately, they start to play the rest of their game trying to catch up from that one that went in the water. And look at the way that so many people often would approach their business where they get hung up on this one little thing that's a bit of a challenge and that becomes that sticking point. So whether it's fear of failure or even at times fear of success, Mm -hmm. it's not again necessarily having to be that problem solving mindset instead, how do I sharpen this tool? How do we really get into especially the state management side of things, that I'm going into that interaction with my new client, I'm going into the sales environment, I'm stepping onto the platform to give a presentation, and I can turn on that ideal state of mind and personality on cue, rather than just hope I'll figure it out by the time I get up there. Yeah, that's a really good analogy, and yeah, I think sometimes too we're on autopilot, just kind of, you know, in the trenches and stuff like that, and we don't really take the time to step back and take a look at the big picture. Though autopilot doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing because sometimes there are those moments where there's certain aspects of our business that we understand everything for me comes down to systems. We understand the systems of how do we make this work. I'm about to do some webinar to introduce some product or service to my online communities and it's where I'm consistently plagiarizing myself because we kind of figured out the email sequence and the delivery mechanisms to make that effective, which allows me to autopilot some of the transition moments to put a hundred percent of my focus now on delivering that message connecting with my audience so it's where again here's that moment on stage where we're speaking I see a bunch of executives for public speaking issues here's that moment we're on stage and we're speaking and recognizing that just because we're up there and we're talking 
we're still listening. We're still calibrating and building that rapport with that audience. So it's about sharpening that attention. You know, we define hypnosis as being that bypassing of that critical faculty of the mind. So really, let's get rid of the technical jargon. It's about creating that automatic response in spite of that conscious awareness. So to step into that ideal peak performance state of mind, to again, trigger that empowered state on purpose rather than just by accident. Wow, that's powerful. Now, what do you say to those that are skeptical about hypnosis? Because we know they're out there. Well, it's where the interesting thing is that we're no longer in the category of belief. To hop, to hop on to scholar.google.com and just do a simple search for the word hypnosis or even connect it with other possible issues, here are more than, as of right now, 280,000 peer-reviewed journal studies that have been published that are talking about the efficacy of hypnosis. So we're kind of beyond the point of going, well, whether I believe or not, here's all of our evidence. We can look at scans in terms of neuroscience. And, you know, this research now suggests that part of the brain is activating. This part of the brain is activating in that way. You know, it's where I'd say to the audience out there, don't really let the word hypnosis scare you. Really, the more that I track people that are already successful and quite effective at what they're doing, they're already doing something of this nature. They just perhaps call it something else. They're creating their own personal mental state. They're getting in the zone, no matter what you call it. It's again, that ability to purposefully step into that desired state of mind. So really it's about updating the knowledge that notice that I kind of normalize the definition there. Even the definition of trance definition of trance for my way of looking at things is that moment where internal focus carries more meaning than external reality. So what's an example of that? Here's that moment where you're about to go out and speak about your product or your service. And even though this is your life's work, you are passionate about what you're about to present, you're shaking like you're back in your third grade math class. (laughs) So there's that disconnect. In spite of that conscious awareness, here's this other hypnotic intervention where you're dissociating out of the present and associating it as something that's not really there. So really, whether it's belief or not, congratulations, you're already doing hypnosis. I help people do it on purpose. I help people do it better. Use those powers for good. (laughs) I love that. And it's funny how we get hung up on words, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's especially where, uh, as we talk about branding at times in business, the man who actually coined the word hypnosis, which only dates back to about 1875. It's not that old of a word. Mm. He also tried to introduce the term monoideism. Yeah, it didn't stick. (laughs) (laughs) So it's where, again, we have certain words and expectations, and I'm someone who's a bit of an anomaly, even in the hypnotic profession, as there's times where, what was the big movie last year, Get Out, had a whole subplot around hypnosis, Uh which I'd give an audience out their credit of going, yeah, that's clearly fiction. And the phone did ring off the hook as a response to that, where people were going, yeah, I know it's exactly, not exactly that, but can you help me with this? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And I'm assuming you can work with people that they don't like, they don't have to be in the same room as you. You can do it online or other ways, correct? Well, this is one of those things that when you get down to it, so much of it, you know, especially people in the business communities have perhaps heard of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, which is a whole, the modeling of subjective experience, the study of how do we replicate human behaviors. This is all hypnotic work that has come from simply unpacking effective communication. So really at the core of it, as long as we're able to have communication 
in some format, which that could be maybe someone travels and works with me live. Maybe I travel, I do the keynote, and sometimes that turns into a lot of breakout one-to-one sessions with a team of people or the one-to-ones, or the fact that here are programs and products that I have out there on the market. So I, I work with people around the world thanks to video conferencing software like Skype or even Zoom, but at the same time, here's that opportunity of a self-guided mechanism to work with me in a sort of a packaged program to be that self-directed, self-guided program. It, if it worked for P90X, let's make it work for self-help as well. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, going back to the peak performance state of mind so that you can grow your business, what does that mean? Like, What, what do you consider a, a peak performance mindset, I guess? The beauty of that is it's going to be different from one person to another. Okay. So the classic example would be you go to some sort of big motivational event. They're piping in you know, loud, enthusiastic music. Everybody's up on their feet and they're dancing and they leave and they're all excited and then they fizzle out. If we had to really simplify the definition, peak performance could be your own personal flavor of when you are operating at your best. So here's that sort of mode that you're in, which recognize everything is state and strategy dependent. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who got into strength training a number of years ago, and I've got a very specific mental, almost meditative state I'm getting into when I'm doing that. When I'm in the mode of writing or producing video content, there's a very specific mental mode that I'm getting in in order to do that. So when we talk about peak performance, it's going to, again, depend on what the exact thing the person is doing situation is and the exactly involved. so it's really about the process beginning by asking a few questions how do you know things are clicking for you how do you right. know you're being effective and it's where as a simple bit of a strategy here to look at what we call anchoring anchoring again we can get caught up in the in the sort of uh, jargon of all mm-hmm. this profession work yet here is this state of mind that we're able to get into that we hear a song on the radio and suddenly it triggers all the memories that we were going through when we first heard that song. You walk into a room and you smell something specific and suddenly all these sense memories start flooding back into your mind. So anchoring is this concept where we can connect one sensory experience to another one. So to harness your own peak performance state of mind, kind of put it back to the category of Dr. Ivan Pavlov and his dogs. He'd ring the bell, feed the dogs, ring the bell, feed the dogs. Let's use a simple example that you're in a phone selling environment, whether it's a warm connection, whether it's a cold connection. You you get off that phone call and everything was clicking. Everything was lining up. You made the sale. You advanced to the next step. Do something sensory verifiable in that moment. And the more you condition, when I feel this way, I do this action. When I feel this way, I do this action. It's where I share the quick personal story that this goes back about seven years ago. And at the time, we were on a quick vacation out to Canada for a friend's wedding and flying there with our three-month-old daughter. And here was this moment where we were supposed to meet up with all the friends and uh, everyone down in the lobby of this hotel. And little baby just fallen asleep on me. That little half baby smile like they do. She's just laying there in my chest and just, I didn't want to move. And just in that moment going, I need to capture this feeling. And just a simple thing of becoming aware of my posture and then simply squeezing a fist in a very specifically repeatable way. I can still fire off that same trigger to get into that same mental, emotional, physical state 
so that, you know, depending on the communication, sometimes we've got to go out there on that platform and just really empower that audience. And sometimes it's about bringing it back to that one-to-one emotional connection mm. and that ability, the same way that an actor trains through method acting to step into that emotion, to access something they have within them. Right. So it's something we can start to condition. So recognize when you're being effective and to start to, as simple as it is, the more specific, the better. Uh, a gesture, a posture, a clap of the hands, whatever it may be, to actually step into that on purpose and start to condition that automatic response. So there's act- actions and behaviors and surroundings that you can alter to create that um, state of mind, if you will. Right, exactly, which a little bit of creativity is going to be massively helpful here that I do a lot of video production, whether it's the videos I put up online, whether they're public, whether they're uh, things just going up to YouTube channel or even behind the wall of a, of a product. Here's that opportunity that, that little green light on my computer is that one person I know needs to hear that message. Mm-hmm. So it's that mindset that, yes, in the, in the world of hypnosis, some of the work that I do with my clients, whether we're in the same room, whether we're working remotely, it's that one-to-one connection. But at the same time, we can project that rapport as if we already had it. We can connect that sense feeling in such a way that we're already in the desired mode, projecting that emotion, that message, the way that it's going to be the most effective for that communication. I love that. So, yeah, it all seems very attainable. And, um, and obviously, when you're in that state of mind, I'm assuming then you're more productive, or you, you just perform better, and you're more focused. Well, that's the main thing is that that recognition of when you're actually in that mode that things are going properly, Right. that you just kind of know it. The same as it's a bit of an esoteric answer that how do you know if you're in rapport with somebody? And there's not necessarily (laughs) some checklist to go, let me now consult my app and punch a few (laughs) buttons here. Yes, we have rapport. No, you just feel it. Yeah, yeah. You're so right. And at the same time, you know what it's like when you're not in that mode. And sometimes, oh, <laughs> I know, and sometimes it's that moment of just going, break away, break the state yes. of language that we would use, whether it's getting up and changing that location. Uh, I've been politely poked fun of by some of my clients who've worked with me one-to-one because I'm in a 1,200 square foot uh, training space and it's just me here. Why? Because there's specific things that I do in this room. There's specific things I do in that room. Uh, The ability to have the video production equipment always set up so it's not the game of set it up, take it down, set it up, take it down. Or sometimes just that little bit of a change in environment or... Totally. the, The quick story is that in my previous career, this goes back about 15 years ago, Uh, I worked in management and professional theater. I wasn't acting, directing, or designing. I was the Microsoft Excel junkie behind the scenes organizing scene changes. And whether you have theatrical experience or not, you've heard the advice, make sure the audience can see your face. Yeah. Here was this young actor who was being directed in his first professional production to uh, stand with his back to the audience. And clearly this bothered him. And he was trying to come up with all these other acting choices, but the director was insisting, page one of the script, your back is to the audience. And he finally had to get up and walk over to this young man and explain, I'm giving you a gift because you have the one piece of dialogue on the next page that sets the conflict of this play in motion. And right before you say that, I'm going to have you turn and face the audience, which is going to guarantee everybody's going to be looking at you. 
because if there's not enough focus on you in that moment, they're going to miss that line. Mm. The next two hours are not going to make sense. I'm giving you a gift because you're going to be able to make a second entrance. Interesting. And clearly this helped him understand the importance of that, that transition. And the anecdote was the actor then spent the rest of the rehearsal process fighting for more opportunities to turn his back on the audience. <laughs> so let's, let's bring that metaphor into our business perspectives that here's that opportunity to step into something from a clean slate. So when you notice that you're not mm. quite clicking, when it's not quite working, yeah. you know, there's <laughs> back to the strength training. I got made fun of because I spent a full half of a day Googling this term that someone said, you need to learn auto-regulation, which is a fancy word in the weightlifting world for if you feel like you have another set and you go ahead and do it. If you feel tired, leave early. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, that cali it's that calibration back yeah. to yourself. And to break that state, go off, do something else, whether it's have a drink of water, go for a quick walk, step back into it when you're ready. Turn it on on purpose. I love that. You've explained it all in a way that we can understand, you know what I mean? So it doesn't seem so woo-woo. It doesn't seem unattainable. It, it, it's concrete, you know what I mean? So it can help us. Well, again, it's about getting back to state management. Mm -hmm. So how do we replicate? It's where as I sit down with my clients or even as I communicate through the through video screen, that message that this is not necessarily about what's wrong with you. It's instead what's great about you. How do we harness that? Mm. And how do we put that into use? I love that. Now, we are running out of time, but I don't want people to miss out on the book that you have coming out. And um, so I'm super excited to hear about it. Um, so I know it's coming out in a, in a few weeks here or pretty quick. Um, what's the book? Yeah, so the book is Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar Brand. So the whole message of it is, here are all the different markets I've been able to work. Here are yeah. all the different income streams I've been able to build. And I've done these things in a world where I've had to convince some people or promise them that I'm not going to hypnotize them to fuck <laughs> like a chicken. Yeah, exactly. So most of the audience out there in terms of business, they do not have these barriers. So yeah. from learning from a slightly creative, unique source of inspiration, you can take some of the things that I've discovered in terms of specific principles to model or step-by-step -step strategies to help you to scale up your business year after year. That's what I detail in the shape of that book. And as you mentioned, for those that are listening before January 27th, we're actually launching it on a free three-day promo event. Sweet. So, yeah, free is fun. So, if you head over to worksmartbusiness.com, mm -hmm. that's where you can get the details. You'll actually get a few of the chapters in advance, including a really cool hypnotic language pattern that you can start to use in your own business right away. It naturally applies over to business principles and communication. And then you get the details in terms of how to get the free copy when that launches on the 27th. If you are listening after that period, you still go to the same website. That'll give the instructions to grab it on Amazon which simply put using just one of the principles or strategies in your business. Uh, it's easy to recoup, recoup the low cost of a book. So again, that's <laughs> worksmartbusiness.com. Love it. I'm so excited for your launch. So um, yeah, definitely go to um, worksmartbusiness.com. I'll have obviously all the links and that good stuff on the show notes. Well, thanks for joining us and for opening up our eyes to how hypnosis and can change our business. 
Absolutely. And for anyone wanting to reach out to me directly, you can check out jasonlinette.com, which the real anecdote of that one is you can spell it seven ways incorrectly and it still lands on me. Uh, That's hilarious. <laughs> the, the last name is only six letters, L-I-N-E-T-T. <laughs> so can you tell I've done that before? Jasonlinette.com. Yes. And I'm also on every social media platform also is just Jason Lynette. And look forward Perfect. to reaching out to your audience soon. Awesome. Well, this week's 50-Minute Brews to Move the Needle in Your Business has come to an end. And thank you again, Jason. That was super helpful. Um, if you're looking to achieve faster growth through content marketing and sales funnels, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. Have a profitable and productive week, folks. And may the wins always be at your back. <music> 